Welcome to Grace and Glory Audio, featuring Pastor P.G. Matthew, Bible teacher and pastor of Grace Valley Christian Center located in Davis, California. Today, Pastor Matthew continues in the Bible series on the Book of Romans with this message entitled, The Goal of Our Justification. If you have your Bible with you, please turn to Romans chapter 5. Now, here's our teacher, Pastor P.G. Matthew. Heavenly Father, we pray that you enlighten our mind by the Holy Spirit that we may know the hope to which you have called us, that we may even now experience the joy of our salvation. This we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Romans 5, verse 1 and 2. Therefore, since we have been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have gained access by faith into this grace in which we stand. The goal of justification. Let me tell you, in times like these, you need an intellectual apprehension of the gospel. Otherwise, you will not stand. Those who are simply emotional will have no foundation to stand on. So I command you, by the mercies of God, to exercise your mind that you may stand. God can call you anytime. Either you will die in your sins or you will die in Christ. And so what I preach today is extremely important. The goal of justification. In Romans 1, 18 through chapter 4, verse 25, St. Paul gave us an exposition of the doctrine of justification by faith. How can a sinner be right with God? How can a sinner under the wrath of God be declared righteous? And how can his sins be forgiven forever? And now in Romans 5 through 8, Paul teaches us concerning the complete certainty of our ultimate and final salvation. The justified shall surely be glorified. Look at the verse, therefore, having been justified by faith. Therefore, points to logic. Christian faith is logical. It is reasonable faith. Therefore, means in the light of what Paul told us in the previous section. Therefore, means on the basis of justification by faith. In the light of a past action of justification by faith, 
not by our own merit, our own good works, but in the light of an unrepeatable, once-for-all action of justification by God, justification by grace, justification by the blood of Christ, justification by faith. By this divine action, our final salvation will surely come to pass. In other words, as we read in Romans 8 and verse 30, justified are glorified. Martin Luther says that the Apostle Paul here speaks as one who is extremely happy and full of joy. That's the way we ought to behave also, because we see from Mount Pisgah, Canaan. From here we see heaven, our glorification, and we'll be with God. There is no question about it. Why? Because God has declared us righteous. The goal of justification is glorification, which ought to fill every believer with inexpressible and glorious joy. So my question this morning is, have you been justified? Have you confessed Jesus Christ as your Lord? Have you trusted in Jesus, the Son of God, who was delivered over to death because of our transgressions and was raised from the dead for our justification? And if you have so trusted in Jesus Christ, then you and I must rejoice and rejoice always and under all circumstances. Come what may, happy are we forever because we have been justified. We shall be glorified to live with God eternally from the shame of our sin and guilt and death God in Christ has brought us to eternal glory. So friends, be exceedingly glad. So let us consider this morning certain blessings that flow out to us in abundance on the basis of our justification by faith. There are Three blessings recorded in verse 1 and 2 of Romans 5. Peace, presence, and triumphant praise. And I will speak only of one blessing this morning, which is peace with God. St. Augustine 
was right when he said, Our hearts are restless until they find rest in God. Nothing, friends, in this world can give peace to the ungodly. And before God saved us, before he justified us, we were helpless. Chapter 5 and verse 6. We were ungodly. Chapter 5 and verse 6. We were sinners. Chapter 5 verse 8. And finally, chapter 5 verse 10, it is recorded, we were enemies of God. And Romans 8 and verse 7 tells us, the sinful mind is enmity against God. But the Supreme Court of Heaven declared us just on the basis of the propitiatory bloody sacrifice of Christ on the cross. On the basis of the redemption accomplished by Christ in behalf of us, we've been declared just. Let us read that passage one more time. Romans 3 beginning with verse 24. And are justified freely by his grace through the redemption that came by Christ Jesus. God presented him as a sacrifice of atonement through faith in his blood. He did this to demonstrate his justice because in his forbearance he had left the sins committed beforehand unpunished. He did it to demonstrate his justice at the present time. So as to be just and the one who justifies those who have faith in Jesus. Jesus Christ, friends, paid the penalty for all our sins by his death. The soul that sinneth, it shall die. I sin, but Christ died. Take a look at verse 6 and verse 7, verse 8 and verse 9 and verse 10. Six times, St. Paul makes reference to the death of Jesus Christ because it is the basis for our justification. He loved me and gave himself for me, said St. Paul. He loved me, the worst of sinners, a violent man, a blasphemer. But he loved me and gave himself for me. And I say to my grandson, if he is listening, and to all children, listen, John Paul, and all children who are here. Jesus died for your sins. And you trusted in him. You prayed the sinner's prayer. You are justified. You are saved forever. And you have now a heavenly father. Whom you can call Abba Daddy. 
because we are justified, saved by the death of Christ, because our sins and are all forgiven, because we are clothed in the righteousness of Jesus, we have peace with God. There was no peace before. There was wrath. There was anger. But now we have peace with God. That is, it's in present tense, we continually have peace with God. God was our enemy and we were his enemy. Christ's death on the cross changed all that. Turn with me to Ephesians chapter 4 and I'll read beginning with verse 14. For he himself is our peace. That is Jesus Christ who has made the two one and has destroyed the barrier, the dividing wall of hostility. Hostility toward God and hostility toward people by abolishing in his flesh the law with its commandments and regulations his purpose was to create in himself one new man out of the two thus making peace and in this one body to reconcile both of them to God through the cross by which he put to death their hostility their enmity toward God and enmity toward man He came, the Lord Jesus Christ came and preached peace to those who were far away and peace to those who were near. Turn with me to Colossians chapter 1, verse 21 and verse 22. Once you were alienated from God and were enemies particularly and specifically in your mind because of your evil behavior but now he has reconciled you by Christ's physical body through death to present you holy in his sight without blemish and free from accusation accusation of your conscience accusation of the devil accusation of your neighbor accusation of anybody friends we were at war with God we were at war with our neighbors we were at war with our own family and we were at war with ourselves now the enmity is gone forever God is not our judge. We are not under his wrath. Turn to 2 Corinthians chapter 5 verse 19 that God was reconciling the world to himself in Christ. Not imputing, not counting men's sins against them. Praise be to God. Verse 21, God made Jesus Christ who had no sin. To be seen for us. So that in him we might become the righteousness of God. His wrath has been poured out on Christ. No more wrath against us. 
no more wrath against me. God is our heavenly Father, Abba, which is an Aramaic word, appears three times, always referring to God the Father, and used by Jesus Christ himself in Mark 14, verse 36. Daddy, if it is possible, remove this cup from me. And this Father, Heavenly Father, has become our Daddy. And we are His children. Romans 8 and verse 15, St. Paul tells us this great truth. For you did not receive a spirit that makes you a slave. Again, to fear, but you received the spirit of sonship. You received the Holy Spirit by whom we cry, Daddy, Father. There's a change of relationship. He's my daddy. He loves me now. He will love me forever. He has loved me from all eternity. Having been justified by faith, we have peace with God we have peace with our neighbors we have peace in our family and then I go to bed I have peace deep within me I'm not divided as before God is our father and I'm his dear child Jesus said I will call you from now on friends God is our friend. Jesus is our older brother, our only mediator. We are God's children. God loves me, and I love God. We have peace with God. That is, we have a friendly relationship with God. Proston theon. We commune with God. That's what that expression means. Peace, sir. Not just cessation of hostilities. Shalom in Hebrew means we have well-being, we have blessings, we have prosperity. We are enjoying a restored relationship. We have fellowship with the Father and the Son in the Holy Ghost. We were prodigals, but the Father has welcomed us to come inside. And has given us all the privileges of a son. We have peace with God, says St. Paul. It is an objective peace brought about by Christ's propitiatory death through Jesus Christ our Lord. Notice the word through in chapter 5, verse 1, verse 2, and verse 11. Four times we are told that this Peace comes through the atoning work of Jesus Christ. What does it mean? No one can be justified apart from Jesus Christ. No Jew, no Muslim, no Hindu, no Gentile. There is no other way to experience peace with God except through the atoning work of Jesus Christ, God's Son. He is the way, the truth, and the life. He is the only Savior 
for the whole world, for Jews and Gentiles. Paul says he is the mediator, the only mediator between God and men. He alone, Isaiah says, is the prince of peace. Because he alone brought righteousness. Turn with me to Isaiah chapter 32. And let me read verse 17 and 18. Take a look at it. The fruit of righteousness will be peace. Righteousness brought about in the life of Jesus Christ. By his life and by his death. The fruit of righteousness will be peace. Jeremiah says the Lord is our righteousness. The Lord is our righteousness. The fruit of righteousness will be peace. Friends, do you have peace? As you look forward to that operation. And as you look forward to death itself. Do you have peace? The effect of righteousness will be quietness and confidence forever. Verse 18, my people will live in peaceful dwelling places, in secure homes, in undisturbed places of rest because of righteousness of Jesus Christ imputed to us freely. And 1 Corinthians 1 verse 30 tells us Jesus Christ is our wisdom, righteousness, sanctification, and glorification, redemption there means that. Friends, wealth cannot give you peace. Wealth cannot give you peace, nor Prozac. This is, I'm not speaking about Prozac peace. And those who are on it keep taking it. Power cannot give us peace. Fame cannot give us peace. Brilliance cannot give us peace. Scholarship cannot give us peace. Health cannot give us peace. Beauty cannot give us peace, sir. Having been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ calls sinners to come to him. He calls all who are weary and burdened. He says, come to me. I will give you rest. Jesus said, the devil comes to steal, kill, and destroy. He says, I'll give you peace and pleasure, but his intent is to destroy you. Come to Jesus. He said, I have come to give you eternal life and eternal peace. Come to me, he says. And the Holy Spirit drew us and we came to him by faith we were enemies but God changed us inside out by his effectual call we are no longer enemies of God we came to Jesus he gave us peace he said peace be unto you turn with me to St. John the 14th chapter and verse 27 Peace I leave with you. And notice my peace, objective peace. Not your subjective feeling that changes. My peace, divine peace, Christ's peace. I give you. 
I do not give to you as the world gives. United Nations, all these international people getting around trying to accomplish peace. That's not the peace we are talking about. It is a divine peace, infinitely superior. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled. And do not be afraid. Chapter 16 of John, verse 33. I have told you these things so that notice in me you may have peace. Peace is in Jesus Christ and comes to anyone and everyone who trusts in him and call upon his name. Peace from him flows to us in abundance and fills our Anxious and fearful and miserable hearts and overflows it. In this world you will have trouble. But take heart. I have overcome the world. Because of this objective peace with God. We also enjoy friends. A subjective peace in our hearts. We enjoy the peace of God, as Paul says in Philippians 4, 7, that passes all human understanding. A peace of God that guards our hearts and our minds and make us stable, immovable, even in the midst of death. And may God this morning fill your hearts to overflowing by peace, of God, peace of Christ, my peace. That is the only peace that can steady you. What happens to us shakes us to the very core. Like a compass, when it is hit, the needle goes like this, but soon it comes pointing to the north. Friends, Beware of false, fake peace that comes through false gospel and comes through false faith. Turn with me to Jeremiah. If you read this Jeremiah, you will love this church because this is a church in this region that preaches the gospel. There is no other church in this region that proclaims the gospel as we do. Jeremiah 6. 13 and 14. From the least to the greatest, all are greedy for gain. Religion is used as a way of making money and acquiring power and political influence. Prophets and priests alike all practice deceit. They dress the wound of my people as though it were not serious. Peace, peace, They say where there is no peace. That's what you get in these churches where you go that will entertain you, that will soothe you, that never speaks about the sin, wrath of God and hell or justification or holiness or obedience or God's moral law. Turn with me to 2 Corinthians chapter 11 beginning with verse 4. For if someone comes to you and preaches a Jesus other than the Jesus we preached, or if you receive a different spirit from the one you received, or a different gospel from the one you accepted, you put up with it easily enough. 
I said there is a fake peace and a false peace based on false gospel and false faith. Listen to 2 Corinthians 11 verse 13. For such men are false apostles, deceitful workmen, masquerading as apostles of Christ. And no wonder for Satan himself masquerades as an angel of light. It is not surprising then if Satan's servants masquerade as servants of righteousness. Their end will be what their actions deserve. Or go home and read First John verse 2, chapter 2 and verse 19. Some people have went out from among us, he says, but they were not of us. Examine yourselves and see whether you are in the faith. Make your calling and election sure that you trust in Jesus Christ alone for your eternal salvation because of his redemptive and propitiatory work. Finally, let me tell you what Martin Lloyd-Jones speaks in this regard. Makes seven points. Because of justification by faith, number one. Our mind is at rest. Due to this change of God's relation to me, and my God caused change of relationship to him, my mind is at rest. God was my enemy. I was his enemy. I deserved his wrath. I deserved to die. Christ died in my place. God is reconciled to me. I am reconciled to him. And I confess God justifies the ungodly. I have peace with God. And he says without intelligent understanding of this gospel. Without reason being satisfied. We cannot have peace with God. That is why emotionally driven people can never have peace. Mind must understand what happened. My reason must be satisfied. In the parable of the sower, the fourth soil people alone understood the gospel. They alone were saved. Read Matthew 13 and verse 23. Number two, because of justification by faith. Now listen to this. God loves me in spite of my still being a sinner. And I may still sin. But all my sins are paid for. Jesus paid it all. No sin remains on me. My position is changed from an enemy of God to a son of God, God is my father, Abba, my daddy. Yes, when I sin, my daddy will discipline me as a son for my benefit of sharing in his holiness because without holiness, no one will see God. Number three, my accusing conscience is silenced by this doctrine of justification by faith. We say it is true. I'm a sinner. I sinned before. I may sin now. I may sin in the future. But when I trusted in Christ, God justified me. The blood of Jesus Christ cleanses me from all my sins. 
Number four. Justification by faith silences the devil. Devil comes to tempt us, to trip us and to swallow us whole. He comes like a roaring lion. And you read Revelation 12 verse 11. They overcame him by the blood. That is objective reason. It stands for atonement. It stands for propitiatory sacrifice. It doesn't matter how I feel now. I plead the blood of Jesus Christ. And articulate the doctrine of justification by faith. First Peter 5 verse 8 and 9. Resist the devil. And he shall flee from us. James 4 7 speaks the same thing. Submit to God and resist the devil. First John 4 verse 4. He who is in us is greater than he who is in the world. And first John 5 verse 4. Our faith overcomes the world. Articulation of the gospel overcomes the world, the devil. The Supreme Court of Heaven has acquitted me, sir. Number five, silencing death itself. You go home and read Hebrews 2, 14 and 15 and 1 Corinthians 15, 54 through 57 and it all tells you God's son's sacrifice delivered us from the fear of death to which we were enslaved. Oh, death, where is your sting? Oh, grave, where is your victory? Death is swallowed up in victory. Thanks be to God. Thanks be to God. If you live and believe in me, you will never die. John 5, 24, he who believes in Christ has crossed over death into life. Number six, judgment of God. Well, you understand this doctrine. And then you can deal with judgment of God in chapter 8 and verse 1 says, therefore there is now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. And chapter 8, beginning with verse 31, what then shall we say in response to this great gospel? If God is for us, who can be against us? He who did not spare his own son, but gave him up for us all, how will he not also along with him graciously give us all things? Who will bring any charge against those whom God has chosen? It is God who justifies who is he that condemns Christ Jesus who died more than that who was raised to life he's at the right hand of God and is also interceding for us nothing in all creation is able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord sir be intelligent and finally Lloyd Jones makes this point seventh point when we fall into sin, think of justification by faith. When you fall into sin, don't question this doctrine of justification by faith. It is sure, it is certain, you are justified. But don't conceal your sin, repent, confess, forsake, embrace his chastisement, live by faith, a transformed life. 
when you did sin, you sinned as a son and father shall discipline for your good. So we read for, for this reason, many of you are weak and sick and many fall asleep. But it is discipline. When God justified me, it was not I. It was not on the basis of any goodness in me I was justified, understand. But on the basis only of the righteousness of Christ. Sometimes I get tempted. And I have to bring myself to understand this doctrine. We tend to think it is based on some righteousness and goodness in us. Never was. My justification is based entirely on Christ's righteousness and none of mine. If you are a believer in Jesus Christ, you have been justified by the Supreme Court of Heaven. You are justified forever. You are justified by the saving work of Christ alone. God justifies the ungodly. You are justified by faith in Jesus Christ, not on the basis of any of your good work. The goal of this justification is, friends, glorification. Your final and complete salvation is secure and sure and certain. The justified shall be glorified. Therefore, friends, enjoy peace. Divine peace. Peace with God. Enjoy fellowship with God. Sing. There's a peace in my heart that the world never gave. A peace it cannot take away. Though the trials of life may surround like a cloud, I have a peace that has come here to stay. When peace like a river attendeth my way, when sorrows like sea billows roll, Whatever, my Lord, thou hast taught me to say, it is well, it is well with my soul. My sin, oh, the bliss of this glorious thought. My sin, not in part, but the whole, is nailed to the cross, and I bear it no more. Praise the Lord, praise the Lord, oh, my soul. If you are not saved by faith in Jesus Christ, you have insulted God. You have called him a liar. The wrath of God is now abiding upon you, John 3:36. You shall die in your sins. You shall be condemned. You shall experience the eternal fire of God's wrath. Friends, hear the word of the Lord. Let me read it to you. Listen very carefully. And count on it, because it is true. Deuteronomy 32 and verse 35. It is mine to avenge. I will repay in due time. Their foot will slip. Their day of disaster is near. And their doom rushes upon them. I lift my hand to heaven and declare, As surely as I live forever, when I sharpen my flashing sword and my hand grasps it in judgment, I will take vengeance on my adversaries and repay those who hate me. Now is the accepted time. Now is the day of salvation. Today Jesus calls you to come. Come to Christ. Come as you are. Come as a sinner. Come with all your burdens and anxieties. He will set you free. God will justify you forever. 
then you will have peace with God and peace of God. Peace with your neighbor. Peace with your family. And peace within yourself. So I say, therefore, having been justified by faith, we have and we enjoy right now peace with God. And we do not become anxious of anything. If God is for us, who can be against us? Heavenly Father, we pray that you fill your people with great peace. And those who are outside of Christ have mercy upon them. May they come to Jesus. Because the word says, therefore, having been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Help them to call upon the name of the Lord and be saved. Fill them also with great peace, heavenly peace, the peace that Christ alone can give. And may they rejoice with us, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. You have been listening to Grace and Glory Audio of this message entitled, The Goal of Our Justification. Come back soon for more transforming Bible teaching from Pastor P.G. Matthew.